will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 432 of Fergo on the Free. I'm the bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How are you going there, mate? Going very well, Andrew Ferguson. Uh, how are things in your neck of the woods? I've got to say, mm-hmm. I'm a bit fucking devastated right now. Oh, no, why is that? Have you not heard the news? I haven't heard the news. Horrible news, man. Oh, man. Nathan Cleary looks like he's split up with his missus. Oh, my boy! It's hitting me in the heart, man! Oh, God, inside! Where will, a, where will a young, successful millionaire sportsman ever find another woman? It's horrible. And what's it's so fucking cruel? And what is this all based upon? Oh, no, some bullshit to do with a, I don't know. I'd actually, I literally don't know. Okay, that's I'll fine. be honest, I just I just saw the uh, conversation you were having with Nadine on Twitter. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, went, I've got to lead with it. Well, it's remember, the biggest news. We've got to lead with the biggest news. He was getting married uh, because there was a photo of him having lunch or dinner or something with a, yeah. a young lady that a, was a unidentified. Yeah. Um, and so, well, the the whirlwind, whatever it was, is now over, apparently. Um, ah, sad days. Sad days. I hope he paid for the croissant that she had. Sad days. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he I bet, did. I bet if he didn't, they'll be all over it and they'll be calling him an absolute prick. It's very weird. I just made her pay $4.50. He earns a million dollars a year. No wonder she left. I just can't imagine, like, just being photographed like that. Yeah, like, I'd get really angry about it, actually. I'd get really angry. I, I do like the fact that the uh, <laughs> the image that they used to say that he had a, a girlfriend mm. was the same one they used to say that they, he didn't have one anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's, ba- <laughs> it's based on one photo. <laughs> it's poke over the fucking coffee so with a female. So weird. Oh, dear. Um, now we've got the big news out of the way. Yeah, we will be bringing you our uh, our round preview, courtesy of our good friends there at Palmerbet. Palmerbet are a fantastic sponsor, and they're a fantastic company to deal with. Uh, they give the best rugby league betting odds, bar none, and we're very proud to have them on board this year. Um, they've been sensational. They have, and unlike Nathan Cleary's girlfriend, they're not leaving us. No, nah, no, nah, they stuck with us. They're like, we're in. Don't mind that coughing in the background. It's just a child choking on a toy. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's One fine. of them will win. You know what? I think if you you chuck him a handful of the little uh, the little batteries that you put in watches. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, give him a bunch of them and a bunch of little uh, um, magnets. You know, neodymium magnets, and he'll be good. Yeah, be occupy fun. him for hours. Put a little. Put a little toy in there as well so it lights up and makes a noise while it's inside him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you going, bloke? You good? All right. We'll just do this, yeah? Okay. No worries. Let's get started. Excellent. So should we do the – do we have a little bit of news to do first or should we just get straight into the, the – Well, 
We've, we've got news. I, I don't mind which way we go about it. We've got to get it all done. Okay, let's do, because you found an article that made you laugh. I want to know what it's about. I did indeed. And I didn't know what it was about. Well, there's an article that's come up on the uh, Fox Sports blog. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, and it says, Sheen's just declared Tiger's stars will be moved on. These players could be in the firing line. And we both had the first thought the same time around. <laughs> Tigers have stars? Yeah, what stars? Who? Uh, you know the person that loved that headline? Papali. <laughs> he was <laughs> like, I'm already out. I'm gone. Who's yeah. left? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it says here that the, the guys who are safe are the three players that they've signed, yet one of them actually isn't uh, isn't isn't convinced that he wants to come over now. <laughs> so Coruscant from the Panthers, Papali. Papali from the Eels, and Tristan Riley from Rugby Union. This is the thing you'll find about uh, Tim Sheens, mm. is that he loves signing random unknown players from Rugby Union. Yeah, well, we all remember Sam Harris. You oh, know. He's had tons of them. In nearly every season in these last few years, he was just picking up this random Rugby Union player. Yeah. And he'd put massive wraps on him, and then we'd never even see him playing New South Wales Cup. Never hear from him again, yeah. I don't know what they were doing, like they were washing dishes in the team shop or something. So, so the the stars they're talking about, one of them we just don't know anything about. Okay, so the players signed for twenty twenty four, and they, the fact that they signed for twenty twenty four, they've decided this means that they're safe. Okay, that's not quite how it works. But yeah. anyway, uh, Sione Fainu, Asu Kapawawa, Ken Malmolo, uh, Ruan Kauri must be one of the development players. Fanua Pole, Jake Simpkins, Stafford Toa, Junior Tupo, and Alex Twal. Um, the only signed players for 2025 are Korosau, Justin Matamua, Brent Naden, David Nofalua, Papali, and Utikamanu. Um, Sissy, though, there are doubts around the future of Nofaluma, who's starring for the Storm. He's played one and a half games. Um, yeah. And you know what? He, he, he is like... He, he looks like a player that when the Storm get their regular winger back, he's going to be out. Like, yes. did you see him make that break on the weekend and you were like, oh, man, he's not even fast. No, he's he's never been fast. Yeah. He's just been, like, solid. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, then it says on here that Haas, Luke Brooks and Adam Dewey appear safe for 2023. Okay, so they're the safe ones. I like that Jackson Hastings isn't one of their halves. <laughs> so where's Tigers? And then it's got on the move, question mark. Eight players in the top 30 are unsigned or on the move next season. Luke Garner, William Kai, Jock Madden, Harry O'Kane, James Roberts, Tommy Talaud, James Tamo, Kelma Tuolangi, and Brendan Tumeth. Tyrone Peach has been given permission to negotiate with rivals despite being signed for 2023. Who else is on the, on the move or not safe? Um... Luke Brooks, didn't we say him before? Yeah, what's we yeah, said him before in the safe column. In the safe one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Dewey, who remains he, he, unsigned beyond 2023. I'm pretty sure we mentioned him before as well. He was well. safe as well, yeah. Um, Jackson Hastings. Um, it's weird. It, it's because like he's not signed for 2023. Yeah, it's like they're saying on a long enough timeline, none of them are safe. It's like Exactly right. On a long enough timeline, fucking Nathan Cleary is an under contract. Well, mate, he's in the unsafe column. He needs to play for his spot. He does, he does. <laughs> um, says he, Dane Laurie is another one coming off contract next year and the club yet to re-sign him. 
We'll give him an extension. Other players whose contracts expire next year are Sean Bloor, Jacob Little, Offerhen Gowie, Safer, and Tukey Simpkins. You get the feeling that Dane Laurie like wakes up every morning and just puts a red mark through the day on a calendar until his contract's ended, don't you? Like, it's always felt like that with Dane Laurie. Well, it goes on. It gets even better. Okay. Darcy, just wait a sec, okay? We'll almost finish the Tigers talk. Okay. Thanks, man. It's got potential targets. Oh, I always love potential targets. This is brilliant. This based section. on nothing. You ready? Yeah. Angus Crichton. Uh, okay. <laughs> he, he's about to re-sign with the, the Roosters, though. It's still potential, mate. He hasn't done it yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Matt Lodge and Marty Tapao. George <laughs> McLean. It continues. Stephen Crichton. Oh, shit. Sorry, mate. Will Penasini, right. Jesse Ramian. And look, I mean, if we're honest, in about four or five years' time... Oh, my, actually, before I get to that... Yes. There's more here. Dylan Brown, Cameron Munster, Cody Walker, Ben Hunt, Sam Walker. No. no. There's more. Latrell Mitchell, Hammond, <laughs> Fidel, William Kennedy. Now they're just naming players. Yeah, there's also a picture of Ben Hunt. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. In about four or five years' time, Nathan Clear is he's in the uh, he's in the not so certain column. I can just imagine Ben Hunt gets to the end of his contract and he says, "You know what? I want to sign with the team that's even worse than the one I'm at." <laughs> I, I like the fact that they've basically just gone and it's like they're playing a video game now. Yeah, yeah. We'll put the cheats on. Yeah. And we'll sign whoever we want. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're going to be West Tigers players, so they're not going to put in anyway, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, and but also, like, having all of these star players that say, you know what, I am going to literally shut my career down and earn a lot of money playing for a team that has not made the finals for a decade and is the current wooden spooners and is going nowhere. And the coaching situation is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. That's where I see my life going. That's the trajectory I want to be on. Yeah. How how much of an ego does Tim Sheen think he has? It's pretty crazy. It's going to look, he's supposed to be there for three years as a coach. I can't see it happening. I just can't. Oh, man. He's, he's literally murdered their season. He took a bad season, and in the not even as the coach, in the form of management, somehow managed to just completely murder their season. Yeah. And, made, it and, even, made it even worse than it was, and it wasn't going great to start with. Yeah, and then, like, he's, it, they're talking about, like, oh, the future this and blah, 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 and it's like, then you look at who they've signed, and, well, Appy wasn't signed. But like, none of their good players were signed by him. They were signed before he got there. Oh, it's man, it's crazy. I can't believe it. I feel very sorry for you and West Tigers fans. It sucks. Yeah, but yeah, we're used to it now. Tim Sheens yeah. has conditioned us to it now. Yeah, well, it's a it's a new era. It's a new era. Yeah, um, yeah. That's E by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, I, I saw that Fafida, um, his time at the Sharks is over, and he said that he's uh, considering going back to the West Tigers. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Did he say that before or after? He, uh, you would have said that before. Uh, no, after he announced he retired, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's he, that's what the Tigers he, do. Oh, yeah. he's not on anyone's books now. We'll pick him up on the cheap. He come out and announced that he won't be at the Sharks next year. He said he's really sad about it, but he understands and, you know, it is what it is. And then he was asked, like, what the future holds. And he was like, oh, you know, might go back to the Tigers. You know so, what, though? He's, in all honesty, he actually has played pretty solidly this year. I think he's finally got to the point where he's understood that his role now is different to what it used to be mm-hmm. and probably even different to what he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. But he's accepted it and he's played really well off the back of it. He's just using in spurts of, you know, 25 minute blocks. Um, he's all played I, pretty good footing that time. He hasn't, like, he got into yeah. this habit of, you know, trying to milk penalties and stuff like this every time he played the ball. His play the balls was mm-hmm. so slow. Mm-hmm. It killed all the momentum they had. Now he's not doing that anywhere near as much. And so he's played the balls. He's, he's falling forward a lot, not getting put on his back. So he's getting up and playing the ball really fast. There's one player, and this is going to, probably going to surprise you, mm-hmm. there's one player who does quick play the balls really good as a front rower. Mm-hmm. But it's almost the only thing he's got in his arsenal that is brilliant, and that's Aaron Woods. Mm-hmm. Because he has this ability, more often than not, to land pointing the right direction and face down. So when he gets up, he's not trying to roll over and turn around. So like, just get straight up on his feet and play the balls quick. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the only unique skill he has. All I'm hearing is Fafida, Woods, front row, starters, well, 1.6 million bucks wrapped up in them. West Tigers. A, I will take Aaron Woods and Aaron Fafida at the Tigers again over having Matt Lodge at my club ever. Yeah, that's a good point. But Matt yeah. Lodge is because uh, when the Roosters sign Matt Lodge, you have to understand that they don't they've they don't sign people that have problems and Matt Lodge is a model citizen and you know that because the Roosters wouldn't sign someone that's not a model citizen. I mean it's it's the Roosters, they wake up because the sun shines out of their ass. <laughs> uh yes. Yes indeed. I love I love it when, when um Morality shines through in rugby league. It's fantastic. Speaking of morality, um, your captain, your lead, well, your captain, it's like all of them. Let me <laughs> narrow it down to one of the top 17. Uh, James Tamo uh, yep. abused a referee, questioned his integrity on the field very did openly. It intentionally? Intentionally and did it over the court. It wasn't just a one-off. He'd been going at the referee for some time um, as they were down by 60. Got sent, got ten in the bin, and then sent off because he continued to do it. Yeah, he turned around and walked back to have an, to yell more abuse at the referee. Yes, yes. It wasn't heat of the moment. He was walking off to go to the sim bin, and then stopped, turned around, and thought to himself, "Yep, this would be a good idea." And then kept walking towards the referee, and then spoke to him, and then got sent off. Double down. Um, but like most things in rugby league, when somebody actually does something. It's not his go, Andrew. No, and it's not his fault. It's the referee's fault. Well, okay. if the referee wasn't there, yes, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that, uh, like, we can't start holding players accountable for their behaviour. Like, no. what are we doing here? We've got to think of the players. And we've got to think of how they feel. And we can't start, like holding any of them accountable for anything. I think that would be ridiculous. And as such, the NRL agrees with me. And so they only suspended him for one week, which will allow him to finish his career gloriously 
Um, With another seventy-point loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a wonderful gesture by the NRL, and just continues um, the breakdown of referees by NRL management. I suppose it also allows the Tigers to loan Tamo out before the end of the season as well. Yeah, well, you know the the, the one, Panthers might need him. There's one thing that will always help the future of a rugby league club, and that's to get rid of any players that are worth anything to other teams. Yeah. That's Just get right. rid of them. Um, I will say this in all honesty. I think that is an absolute disgraceful decision by the judiciary and by the NRL. Yep. I'd have given him at least four weeks. I'd have given him... I'd have given him six. Yeah, I'd... I don't. I, I will not complain with any harsh penalties. You can't go in and, and treat a, a referee like that and try and say, "Oh, but I've got a clean record." And mate, you turned around to go and abuse the referee. Yeah. You can't just switch your integrity on and off whenever you fucking like. You did that on purpose. Your integrity shot. Yeah, I give him bloody. I give him six weeks. I've got no issue with that, but it has to be a minimum of four. Yeah. That's a minimum month out. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it it, it is not his go. Uh, he's, a, he's a good bloke. And I suppose, uh, I mean, you know, I might be looking at it and going, it's probably a bigger penalty to make him play for the Tigers again. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. He has to pull it's on hard, that jersey again. It's a hard way to go. It's a hard way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That poor cunt. Um, <laughs> that, or they sent him over to England for a week. Just one week. Just one week. Go over and play for an English team for one week. I, I've got a bunch of English people arguing about the prices of... Uh, I was tagged into a conversation about the prices of World Cup tickets, and I haven't gone into it at all. I just watched them, and they argued about it for about four days. And I was just... I was waiting, and I was thinking, should I just say the real problem here is that it's in England? And, and just fucking <laughs> drop drop it and walk away. And have them all upset at me. But I thought, no, I'll, I'll just keep my powder dry until the World Cup. Yeah, they're just going nuts at one another at the moment. Yeah, I'm just, I've got a, a, it's a, it's a brew, you know. You don't, you don't blow your load early, you know. You don't blow your wad. No, it's, it's nuts. Yes. Um. So should we do? The, uh, is there any other news? I don't know if there's any other news in rugby league that I can think of. Um, oh, that you, I tell you one thing. They, the, you know, the, how part of the um, stadium fell apart at Leichhardt and it injured some some people that had gone to watch a rugby union game and they all fell on their cheese plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did an investigation and found that um, the the failure of the stadium could not be foreseen, and so no one's liable for it. <laughs> <laughs> before seen. Why has it been in there for twenty fucking years? Listen, look, look. Okay, <laughs> I know the place has been falling apart since the sixties, but who would have thought that it would have fallen apart? Okay, oh. I, I think you, I think you're being ignorant here, Andrew. The stance has been condemned since like two thousand and three because of wine and damage. But oh. I just can't believe that a random concrete block that has a fence around it that's rusting would just not be a safe environment for people to push against and fall off of. I legit, um, I legit believe that that all the fence railings around there mm-hmm. have had people piss on them at some time because the toilet blocks there are so inadequate, people would not be able to hold their piss in long enough to get through the queue, so they just do it on the fence somewhere. Well, I have been told that one of the many great features about Leichhardt Oval is the stink. 
It's not just the stink, mate. It's the um, just like the toilet cakes in the toilet there, mate. Mm. The glory days are like that over were in the eighties. Yeah. That's the last time those toilet cakes were removed. Yeah, yeah. When they when they stop being functional and they just start becoming like a a crystallized monolith. You know, where they change their their chemical structure and you know that one day someone's going to dig that out in a million years time and there's going to be like a a fucking mosquito trapped in it and they're going to say ooh and then they're going to try and make remake Jurassic Park and you know the only thing that they're going to be able to clone is like Aaron Woods <laughs> they're going to say oh it's a fucking Neanderthal I don't know they'll they'll probably get Kerry Hemsley out of it possibly they're going to be possibly. some of his uh. Yeah, less than that said. We'll move on. Yeah. But yeah, they—I can't believe they, they, they said they couldn't find any other dramas there. I'm fucking weird, man. I this mean, ground's flawless. I feel as though you could get tetanus really easy just you know attending a match there. But anyway, probably where COVID originated from. It's pretty much what you expect out of the local council there, where they're like, "Look, it's—I I know it's our stadium. I know we pay for its upkeep and stuff, but it's not our fault. It's shit." It's the New South Wales government. They're the ones that don't upkeep it and everything. It's like, fuck off. Bunch of fucking inner city dickheads. Oh, boy. That's that's funny. That's, that was a good laugh. I'll, I'll yeah, give you that. That's a good one. Leichhardt. Leichhardt. Home to everybody that thinks they're fucking Italians. I know. As I said, I love going there for the history side of things, but if we're completely honest, it's not a good ground. I like I like my history to be in history books. I don't like it uh, when you've got to go there, you know, and that's why I've never gone there. It's like when people say, you should go to Leichhardt, it's wonderful. It's like, oh, really, is it the smell? And they go, no, nah, it's not the smell. Is it the facilities? Oh, it's not the facilities. Is it the parking? Oh, you won't get parking. It's like, why am I going to this fucking place again? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a hard love. Yeah, and then it's like, well... 50% of the sporting performance you're going to see is a West Tigers team. Eh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm onto my second coffee. That's why I'm on fire. Yeah, you're going great. You're going Thank great. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all fascinating. Yeah. Let's get into the uh, round preview, shall we? We shall. We shall. Okay, now, palmabet.com, our wonderful sponsors, they provide all of the betting for us in 2022. Now, we always want to remind our listeners to gamble responsibly. Um, And that normally means taking out, you know, the right loan for your situation. So, first game of the round, the Brisbane Broncos are looking to put in the most important step in the Parramatta Eels missing the finals. They take on the Parramatta Eels up there in Suncorp Stadium the Brisbane Broncos are outsiders of palmabet.com. They're at $2.35, while the Parramatta Eels are favourites at $1.60. The Parramatta Eels have a three-and-a-half-point handicap at $1.90, while with the three-and-a-half-point head start, the Brisbane Broncos are also at $1.90. Are we all Brisbane Broncos supporters at this point? I think if people realise that there is the potential here... Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of a long shot, but there is a potential here for Parramatta to finish the season in ninth place. Mm. I think if people know that, there will be an overwhelming shift towards um, the Broncos, fan-wise, anyway. 
Um, but yeah, we we've had a bit of a look on the uh, the ladder predictor, and we'll go through this as we go through some of the games. But if the Broncos win this by about twelve points or more, mm-hmm. um, it, it can be the start of the downfall for the for the Eels. And twelve points is very much doable. Very much, especially with the hot and cold performances Parramatta put in. I know that there was some news that uh, Trent Barrett has been seen at uh, Eels training. So that's was, was a he there blow. before they played the Bulldogs? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I could see people at the Parramatta Eels bet like trying to play 4D chess and saying, you know what, we get we get the architect on board. That gives us inside information about the Manly Seagulls, the the Bulldogs and the Panthers, and they then Trent Barrett turns up and the lights are on and nobody's home. Yes, that would be. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, that would be Parramatta to a T. I have had a lot of faith in the Broncos this year, and I know they're in poor form. But here's my thing: I'm tipping the Broncos to win. So am I by twelve points. I'm going to tip them. I'm going to tip them to win. By 16. 16. Yeah, I think they're going to put a little bit on the Parramatta Eels. The problem with Parramatta, we'll be honest here, okay, the problem Parramatta's got is their defence struggles against um, teams that have got a few things to throw at them, Mm -hmm. and their attack struggles against teams that have got a pretty solid middle defensive area. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're going to have that problem to deal with. You're going to have Carrigan, I think Carrigan's playing, he's going to be running at Moses all night. Is he there? I don't know if he's there. I think the thing that I think he's ruled me, out. I've I got think that the thing that gets me most about the Parramatta Eels is that they'll turn up and they'll say, "We're the Parramatta Eels," and then they'll get yeah. paid. Sorry, not carrying uh, Capewell. Capewell's been really good, and he's, it's a skill he's he learned at both out. Penrith and the Sharks. Yeah, um, I think uh, Capewell's been ruled out. I'm pretty sure, almost I certain. I saw it on the news. He's in the sh- lineup. Is he? Well, Maybe they unruled him out. I'm 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 two now. Damn it. If they don't, if they don't have Capel or Carrigan there to run at Moses, then it's going to be a different story. You need that second row coming out of the line, or that lock forward running out of the line, and putting that pressure on on Moses, because then all the pressure then gets thrown over to to Brown. Yeah. Um, which I'm not saying he can't handle it, but it's something that he's less designed to cope with because it's, you know, he's five eight. It's not what he's supposed to cope with. Nor is most sixes at any club. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Branko Lee returns at centre for the for the Broncos, um, whereas Makatoa and Arthur replace Cartwright and Ogden on the bench. So not really much in the way of changes for either sides. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if Capewell's not in there, it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a, a big margin. Uh, yeah, I I just feel as though, I don't know, there's something about this game. It's one of only three games this weekend I think are any good, but um, yeah, I just have a feeling it could be interesting at the very least. Oh, it definitely will. Now, our Friday night first game of the evening sees the world champion and NRL champion Penrith Panthers with the triumphant return of Jerome Luai. Uh, they take on the New Zealand Warriors. We will be presented with the uh, JJ Giltman Shield in this game. Again? Yep, yep. It, it does belong to us. Um, so that will happen just before. Did you actually have to give it back? 
I guess you do. I guess, I guess it's one of those ones you do have to give back. Well, where are the NRL going to put it? They don't look after their museum stuff anymore, as far as I'm aware. That's that's a good point. If only no, they had let the club keep it until they got to hand it over. If only they had somebody that they could employ as a statistician and a historian in one, that would be really good. But no, uh, such thing exists, surely. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine. You know, you know what would be awesome is if we had a new process whereby the minor premiers of the last of the last season. Mm-hmm have to hand over the J.J. Gilton Shield to the new minor premiers of the next year. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> that, would be, that would be brilliant. Ah, oh, that would be rough, though. That would be so rough. The captain of the previous year, so it could be just, um, you know, when it's pennants giving it back to themselves again, you just have Yo giving it to Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> or you could, I guess you could have a club representative, something like that. I no, I'd, I'd make it a player. Okay. Yeah, no, put, a, put nah. a bit of drama and theatre into the whole no, no. process. Make it a coach, because they're miserable cunts, and so they would hate that. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Um, okay, so on palmabet.com, the Penrith Panthers are slight favourites at $1.02. <laughs> <laughs> Why not a dollar one? <laughs> well, there's been some money for the. For the Warriors. The people in the Palmerbet have gone, oh, there's a two cent chance they might win. It's a bit more than one. The, the New Zealand Warriors have come <laughs> roaring into consideration. They're into at money. $14.40 in the head to head. $14.40. Look, once it gets out past $10, just make up any odd number. Who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I can, $397. I can see where the, the good people at Palmer Bet said, look, we've got this game. We know the Warriors are not going to win it under any circumstances. What will we make the betting? And somebody said, well, obviously Panthers at $1.01. And someone said, have we ever had $1.02 though, ever? Ah, let's do them $1.02. What about the Warriors? I don't know. Uh, 14, you know, uh, 14.40. I don't know. Just put it out there. It sounds more like they just put their hands in their pockets. All right, how much cash you got in your pocket? Oh, I've only got a dollar. <laughs> We'll make it a dollar two. Where'd you go? Fourteen dollars forty. It was two forty in the afternoon when they made the decision. Put it that way. Exactly. Um, okay. That's pretty now, much it. <laughs> now the Warriors, their head start, and I got to say, I think I'm still taking the Panthers with the handicap. The the New Zealand Warriors are one dollar eighty five with the twenty eight and a half point head start. Ooh. So there's been a little bit of money there. Ooh. It's made a little bit of money there. That's weighty. Yeah, the the Panthers with the twenty eight and a half point handicap are one dollar ninety five. So they've gone out with the handicap betting, which I it makes sense. Like still I think I'd take the I'd take the Panthers with the handicap, hey. Yeah, I just tell you what, the only thing that works in the favours of the Warriors is that the Panthers haven't been going out of their way to absolutely belt teams this year. That's true. That's true. But I I guess they don't need to. They just go, let's just get a decent enough win. You know, winning by 20 yeah. is fine. Oh, Mike, I guess my thing is, where are the Warriors going to score points, right? They're not. And <laughs> and then Luai's back. So that's going to be an upgrade on Salmon, obviously. Uh, James Fisher-Harris is also back. Um, uh, yeah, I... I Look, if the Panthers won this one by anything less than 36 points, I would be a little bit disappointed. Um, and so, there, yeah, so there's where I'm taking the handicap. 
Penrith have won 14 of the 19 games between these teams, which goes back to mid. Uh, sorry, goes back to late 2012. Okay. That's the last decade. They've only lost five <clears> games <throat> to the Warriors. And the last one they lost was in 2019. And the Warriors are making do at the moment. Um, but they've got injuries and all sorts of shit. And, and that's on top of the club just being not in a good place. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a rough one for the Warriors, man. I feel so for Warriors fans. Like, I'm not making fun of Warriors fans. It sucks. I've been there myself. I know what it's like. It sucks. That's the, thing, that's the difference between you and me is that you can say you've been there. And say, yeah, you're still I, I am there and have, <laughs> have been am there for quite a while. You're like, there's another place? Yeah, that's right. People are liars. Oh, shit. Okay, let's move on from that game. We go to the uh, <laughs> we go to the Friday night game, which is actually a good game. It's the Melbourne Storm hosting the Sydney City Roosters. Uh, the Melbourne Storm favourites at $1.54. The Roosters are at $2.50. Uh, the Roosters have a four-and-a-half-point head start at $1.90, while with a four-and-a-half-point handicap, the Melbourne Storm are also at $1.90. I'm tipping the Storm. I have a feeling they're going to show the Roosters up in this game. Oh, well, this is a little bit of statsy. These are the two best attacking teams in the comp. Mm-hmm. Storm number one, Roosters number two. Storm's also ranked number, I think, four defensively. The Roosters number five. Mm-hmm. Um, not much between them defensively um, and attack-wise over the course of the whole season. Roosters are on a six-game winning streak. Sharks on a four-game winning streak. The Roosters are currently averaging 42 points a game over those last six weeks. Um, And the Storm are averaging 33 points a game over their last four games. And I would say that the Roosters have been playing some busted teams over that time. They've played played four teams in the bottom eight. Yeah. And the two teams in the top eight were the Cowboys and the Broncos, and they put 30 points on both of them. And those are good results. Yeah, I think the Cowboys one is for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing too, uh, we can't take much out of last week. I mean, as I said before, like you can you can sit there and deride a team for having an easy run because they're playing against a bunch of shit sides, but if you're playing shit sides and beating them by four points, that's not good form. If you're playing them and beating them by sixty, that's good form because that's what you should do to those teams. So they're doing to them what they should do, as the Storm have done. They're being yeah. ruthless, and that's exactly what they've got to be this time of year. Um, Kiri and Walker are finally in their groove. The, the interesting thing here, and I know this is going to sound like a bit of a flimsy stat because I'm going basically off tries here, but it shows mm-hmm. where the where the Roosters and the Storm direct their attack a lot. Mm-hmm. So the the outside backs, Tupo, Suwali, um, and then you also look at Tedesco and Manu. Between them, they've all scored at least ten tries each this year. Yeah. Um, who's the other one? Nat Butcher's also scored 10 tries playing wider of the ruck as well. So the Roosters play on those channels outside the middle on both sides, and they're scoring a lot of points through there. The Storm's top try scorers are their fullbacks, so Nick Meaney, Pappenhausen, um, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes. It's all through blokes running through the middle off the back mm-hmm. of the forwards. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have these two very different game styles, and they're going to stick to them. It's going to test both sides' defences an awful lot as to how they deal with that because 
the players that they're relying on defensively are not going to be the ones being targeted in attack by the opposite side, if you know what I mean. So it's going to be pretty interesting to watch how this battle goes down. I wouldn't be surprised after Storm win. I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout, though. I think it'll be close. So I think the Storm will win pretty comfortably, and I it, it makes me think about, and, and this is an issue with any side that does it, when you put up such a gigantic scoreline that was a walkthrough, and look, quite honestly, I thought if the Roosters had played a little bit better, they could have scored more than a point a minute. I think there was a, a little bit of a lull in the first half, um, which is crazy to think about, you know. That in well, the there, was half, that, there was that time where the Tigers completely ruined the opportunity by scoring a try themselves, and that just wasted a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. What and, are they doing? Yeah, what a bunch of silly. Oh, let's start fruits. a fight back. We're only down by 50. And the referee was incompetent. <laughs> God, he cost them the game. Yeah. Um, Look, oh, yeah. Two, Kiri, Kiri should very much be focusing on kicking to Nofaluma and Tonomapia's side of the field because they're both um, – they're not regulars in this side. Yeah. And so they're the, they're the weak point to be targeting. I wouldn't be surprised if he's kicking to them, especially when you're going to have Suwali jumping over Nofaluma. It's not even a fair battle, that. Oh, that's, that's... – Manu's the man on the inside of him who's going to be up against Tonomai Pia. You know, it's it's not a fair battle. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of attack is sent at those two. I think I'm going to do a top 10 players in the game in the next week or two. How about that? Top 10 players? Yeah, yeah. How many how many of the West Tiger stars are you going to put in there? Ooh, it might be a couple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's go on to the next game. This next game is a, a big game just for the fact that we need this result, okay? So yes. the Canberra Raiders are hosting down there in brutally cold, fucking terrible, awful, horrible Canberra. Apart from that, it's all right. They're hosting the Manly Warringah Seagulls, who the media keeps saying has a problem with the Pride jersey, and I don't know why, because that was weeks ago. So Because the media has a problem with it. Yeah, I think that's probably the case, eh? Hey? Uh, okay, so in the head-to-head on palmerbet.com, the Canberra Raiders are heavy favourites at $1.25 to the Manly Warringah Seagulls, who are at $4. Manly is missing a lot of players. Um, the Manly Warringah Seagulls have a 13.5-point head start at $1.90, while well, with the 13.5-point handicap, the Canberra Raiders are also at $1.90. The Canberra Raiders not only need to win this game, stay in the hunt, but they also need to put on a pretty damn good scoreline. Yeah. They've got a real opportunity here to do something pretty damn special that gets everyone going, oh, the Raiders. Yeah. But it has to start this week. And it, it has, has to, to start they, in this game. They have to be convincing both in attack and defence because the thing that's going to keep them out of the top eight is their points differential, because at the moment it's not good enough. And the only target they've got that they can possibly overtake based on draw and points differential is Parramatta. Parramatta's had the hardest draw for these last four or five weeks. Their defence has been very average for a top eight side. Um, And so they're the the only option they've got to overtake is Parramatta. So Raiders need to pull out a good good size win here, Um, especially because next week... They play the West Tigers. So whatever margin they can get here helps reduce the amount of margin they need to rack up against the Tigers, which they should do because they've done it an awful lot in the last decade. By the way, next week I hope we see the West Tigers do this the weird thing that they do where they do the sort of thing about the 89 grand final 
where oh they bitch and moan about it. <laughs> they yeah, they bitch and moan about it and sort of celebrate it in some weird way, and then they like the media sort of goes to the the Canberra Raiders and say, "What do you think about all of this?" And the the Canberra Raiders are like, "It's fucking weird, man." <laughs> well, let's go. Well, we won, so you know we're fine yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? Okay. Uh, okay, so look, I'm tipping the Raiders. I think they'll cover the handicap, and I I just think that. Look, I've, I normally have no faith in the Raiders, but they're at home. It's going to be freezing cold. Manly's pretty busted, and I, I don't know. I just think that they, if they, if the Eels lose against the Broncos and the the Canberra Raiders flog Manly, it's setting up for something special. So I'm kind of hoping for that. So I'm going for the Raiders. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth noting that this round is a setup for next week because next week Parramatta plays Melbourne. And, yeah, Canberra's got the Tigers. So Canberra are never going to get a better chance to make the eight um, than these next two weeks. These are the next two weeks. They need to pull out their A game, especially in attack, but um, also need to be good defensively and just they need to destroy these next two sides if they're going to make the eight. That's, that's all there is to it. There's no we need to win. No, no, no. You've got to win and win handsomely. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Saturday evening. This is like the 5.30 game. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, heavy favourites. Heavy, heavy favourites against the Canterbury Bankstown Berries. The Cronulla Sharks are at $1.07 on palmerbet.com, while the Canterbury Bankstown Berries are at $9. The Berries have a 22.5-point head start at $1.90, while the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks have a 22.5 handicap also at one dollar ninety. I'm surprised at the size of the difference. Yeah, I don't. Dollars. I don't think the Sharks are going to win by twenty two. Yeah, think I the, think the Bulldogs' attack is good enough to keep them in the game. Um, the Sharks have made a few interesting changes to this to their squad for this game because the the Bulldogs have a pretty solid um, squad up front. So they've decided to change their team a little bit to counter that. So Tig Wilton is back on the bench, um, and Trindle is out of the side. Talakai returns to the side at centre. Um, so Trin- Tracy's also out of the side as well. So they've gone for lots of big bodies and good line runners, and it's probably a smart option against the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, I'm still tipping the Sharks, but I I just can't... I think that they won't flog them. Um, the only way that I think they'll rack up a big scoreline is if they just lean on the Bulldogs or the Berries. Sorry, got their name wrong. If they lean on the Berries... Uh, for like, you know, 70 minutes and the berries eventually break. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, um, if the Sharks are going to be more interested in making sure that their defence is in order. Yeah. So it's a good test. The Bulldogs do have a decent attack at the moment. Yeah. Um, so if they can keep the Bulldogs quiet, you know, at least to two, if they can keep them to 12 points, I think they'll be reasonably comfortable with that. But they'll be trying to do better and try and keep them to nil, obviously. Um, I don't think the Sharks will be overly focused on racking up a big score. If it happens, it happens. I won't say no to it, obviously, but they'll be trying to focus on having good good systems in place defensively because they're not going to fall out of the, the top four now. So the result isn't huge now. They're, they're pretty much in preparation for the finals now. Now, the we had, I believe it was Lightning McQueenbean asked us to, about... Uh, the um hang on 
He's probably like the best defensive winger or something. Wingers, yeah. He said, hey, Andrew RLP, just disgusting. Um, Addo Carr's poor defense on the weekend, and he had a shocker last weekend. And wondering who is the best defensive winger in the comp this year, the winger that has had the least tries scored against them. Probably um, going to be um, Tuo. Yeah, but he hasn't played all, all year. Well, it's, it's going to be someone at Penrith because just yeah, numbers go. Their defense is so insanely better than everybody else. It's not even close. I, I would uh, look. I I wouldn't like to be playing against Sawali on for the Roosters because he he's a big dude. He's going to be tough to play outplay under the high ball, and he hits like a Mack truck as well. Um, he makes pretty good reads in defence. Um, so, but yeah, in terms of just the numbers, yeah, I can tell you who it isn't. Who? David Nofaluma. <laughs> oh man, just have need to get that out there. Have you ever seen David Nofaluma happier than he is right now, though? Like he's no, so great happy. To, it is great to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I hope he stays happy for the rest <laughs> of his life. Should hopefully he stays happy for the next two to three years. <laughs> I'll say this. It's easy to be happy when you're in Melbourne for a few weeks. <laughs> when a Right after a few years, mate. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me. No, so you could go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So the, uh, the next game, Saturday night. It's actually a big clash. The South Sydney Rabbitohs since 2002 take on the North Queensland Cowboys. South Sydney Rabbitohs on palmerbet.com are favourites at $1.50. The North Queensland Cowboys, who are sitting above them on the ladder, are outsiders at $2.60. The North Queensland Cowboys have a six and a half point head start, very juicy, $1.90, while with a six and a half point handicap, the South Sydney Rabbitohs since 2002 are also at $1.90. The, there's been a few changes to the Cowboys side here. Um, Tom Dearden's out with a busted nut. Ooh, I, you know what? When you bust a nut, you do need recovery. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Kamali was the last one I know of who had that happen to him. As well, he's, he was in the process, I believe, of... of Reaching out to score a try and he copped an, a knee, an accidental knee to the balls, and oh, busted his nut. Busted. Yeah, well, that's hard. It is a big moment, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that's a horrible one for Dearden, but it means that Drinkwater's moving to five eighth, and Tabuai Fadau moves to fullback. I mean, geez, what a what a reshuffle. Yeah, I I, I like. Tabadai for the fullback. It's very way rare that you see a reshuffle that, that results in the team getting better. I know, right? <laughs> Look, people say about Matt Daylight all the time that he is like such a good player, and all I see is the mistakes and the fuck ups. It's like I just think that they'd be better off without Matt Daylight. There you go. Um, it's a very solid side that the the Cowboys have got there. Bunnies have had a few changes to their back line. Um, nothing huge to their playmaking ranks, though, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Mitchell is currently just cruising in second gear and destroying teams, so this is going to be a pretty interesting battle. If they 
if they get through this game with Latrell Mitchell healthy, I'm tempted to rest him next week. Just because I want to, I want him in the finals. I want him to play. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, it's this is going to be a good game, but it's going to be good because it's going to be entertaining more than anything else. Um, both teams have struggled a little bit with defense in the last few weeks, but um, in attack though they've been they've all been going very well. I want to see a big game out of Luciano Leilua. Um, he also looks really happy at the moment. It's kind of weird. And I want to see Tamalolo step up. I thought that uh, his last two performances I was a little bit underwhelmed by for his standards. I want to see him become a destroyer of worlds coming into the final series. Yeah, I, I did watch some of him in the last few weeks thinking maybe he's just preserving himself when the finals come around. Yeah, possibly. It's just... But it's, it's unlike him to do that, though. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, maybe he's carrying something. I don't know, but he'd be a player I'd be willing to see freshen up ahead of a finals match, give him a rest to next week. Um, but, yeah, I, I, in this game, I am going to... Look, I'm going to tip the Cowboys. I, I think I can see them winning this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Darcy. We're going Cowboys here, too. Cowboys. He's chosen Cowboys. All right, so now... I know why he's upset, because we're on to this next game, um, Sunday afternoon. He knows when it's coming. I know. Every time you hear the little fella complaining, you know we're about to mention West Tigers. I know it's the second last round of the year, but let's start a tradition where it's called West Tigers Home Ground ground Bingo, where (laughs) I have to guess what home ground they're using. Um, it's West Tigers versus St. George Illawarra. I am going to say Campbelltown. Sure, why not? The S is going to be yes every time, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> our jungle. Our jungle. Hashtag our jungle. Where is this game being played? Parramatta. Are, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Our jungle. Fuck. Uh, the... <laughs> Look, man. Jungles are big. They, jungles are pretty big. They cover quite a lot of land. Well, you know, you could probably fit about forty football stadiums in a good jungle. I tell you what, I've seen some really uh, thick jungle, but then we we got to the eighties and nineties, and that went out of fashion. Um, I was worried we we're going to go back to Tom Dearden's injury yeah, for a second. By, by the way, that makes me sound like I'm about seventy. It does, yeah. That's like, what the fuck? What did I just do? Um, yeah, he's only fifty-two, listeners. Fuck you, fuck you, Mister Forty-Eight. <laughs> uh, okay, so palmerbet.com our wonderful sponsor. Um, they have the West Tigers. As, they, have the West, they have the West Tigers as outsiders in this match. The Western Suburbs Tiger Pies are at $3.10 in the head-to-head against the St. George Illawarra Steelers at $1.37. The St. George Illawarra Steelers have an 8.5-point handicap. They've come into $1.80 while the Western Suburbs Tiger Pies have blown out $2 with the 8.5-point head start. Uh, I can't go past the Dragons here. I want to know why the Tigers are so short-priced after what they did last week. I I don't care who they're playing against. Why are they priced so shortly after getting dicked by 66 points last week? Look, the thing I like about this game is that it's four clubs. It's not often you get four clubs playing each other. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Although um, I'd, be more, I'd be more inclined to say it's three because I don't think Balmain's there. 
Yeah, well, Bowmate, it's so weird. Bowmate's just dead. Like, they're so fucking dead. It's basically just the magpies. That's what we saw last week. Yeah, and then the magpies have that little logo on the side. How galling is that? They love it. They love it. You'll hear the magpies fans constantly saying they wish the magpie was smaller. And there needs to be less white on the jumper. I think what we need to... I I think that the way to settle is is just to shoot the entire club into the sun. (laughs) That could probably work. (laughs) Um... It's worth noting, Aaron Woods has never lost a game against the West Tigers when he's played for the Dragons. Oh, wow. Yeah, he only played for them once in round eight this year. Good for him. But, uh, yeah, undefeated against the Tigers. Where's the the cheese? Um, I want to see Aaron Woods play um, the Storm and just see him just completely destroy Smith because he's always like, where's the cheese? Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going for the Dragons. Um, Tigers by 50 No, Dragons should win this But this is going to be One hell of a Horrible game to have to enjoy Do you think that this will be uh, On on a scale Of like um, You find That you got 13 chicken nuggets Instead of 12 Mm -hmm. right? Between that and unlubed anal. What do you think that this will be? <laughs> this is, actually, I'm going to go to something worse than that. Oh. This is when you put in your order for 12 chicken nuggets and you find that they've turned up and they've delivered no fucking nuggets. No no, no fucking nuggets and they're here for the unlubed anal. Um, they, they deliver no nuggets and they, then they say, right, now we've got to do some unlubed anal. Yeah. This gonna is not a... going to be good. If they get, Imagine if they get... Flogged in this game by like let's say forty two, let's say forty two, right? Which is doable because the Dragons put up you know forty last week, and then in the last game against the Raiders, they get sixty put on them. Like that would be an end to the year. That would be some. That, that would be that would be memorable. That is some all time record breaking levels of of uh, of points conceded that I would be personally going through trying to find out. How many teams have been dicked that much that in that few weeks? Yeah, yeah. It'll just be it'll just be bulldogs in nineteen thirty five all over again. Yeah. Yeah. What was it was mid season that all happened to them, wasn't it? Yeah. Early in the season. Oh, was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. They had hundred and seventy points put on them in two games. Back to back. Okay, so we move into the last round. Uh, the last game, sorry. Um, of the round. Um I kind of don't want to do it, but we are obligated because of Palmerbet.com, our wonderful sponsor. Yeah. It's the Gold Coast Titans, and they take on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I'm going to skip this game on purpose. Okay. Isn't it a wonderful day Sunday to watch rugby league? I wonder if Phil Gould will be wanking his dick about how great rugby league on Sunday is. I know, yeah, yeah. Just two dead rubbers between four teams who have not had a chance at the finals for the last month. <laughs> it's going to be great. Now, on palmerbet.com, the Gold Coast Titans are favourites at $1.45, while the Newcastle Knights are at $2.75. The Newcastle Knights have a 7.5-point head start at $1.90, while with the 7.5-point handicap, the Gold Coast Titans are also at $1.90. When it comes to tipping this game... I'll be honest, I have no fucking idea. 
I think we should use the same system that Palmerbet used to determine who the favourite was and just draw the name out of a hat. <laughs> How do you say he's going to be the favourite here? This is this is atrocious. Like this I look at the, Yeah, I look at the Titans and I think um, this team sucks. I have no faith in them. And then I look at the Knights and I'm like, well, they can't win. Well, on paper, I look at it and go, Titans win by 50. And then you look at the form one and go, Knights might win by six. Yeah. So, so Andrew, who do you think is going to win? Um, this game is so dire, I think it's going to be a draw. Okay, I think, you know what? You're not allowed to pick a draw, you coward. <laughs> Damn it. Pick it. Pick someone. Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'll pick the Titans because I like uh, Michael Gordon's copy. I'm going to pick the Titans because I love watching Big Tino play, and I love, love, love Michael Gordon's coffee. Yeah, Michael and Gordon's carrying this team at the moment. He's not even there. It's like a shot to my system. I'm just, I just go in and I'm like, oh, where's the coffee? Can't explain it. It just perks me right up. I can go mm. for days. I'm like, yeah, give me more of that coffee in my nose. Um, okay, well that's our round. What is it? Twenty four preview. That's the one. Yeah, that's all done and dusted, as they say. And Thank, thanks I, for enduring the um, sookie baby in the background. That's been great. Yeah, yeah, we know that uh, um, screaming children in the back. It's like we live in, uh, we're working in a crèche. Yeah, yeah. And what's the what would be like a the dog equivalent of a crèche? <laughs> a, uh, no, a pound. I don't know. Sorry. A pound. Pound. Yeah, the dog pound. Yeah, I guess I guess it'd be a pound. Yeah, I guess it'd be that. Um, my dog's yawning. She's so cute when she yawns. And uh, I'll just say this um, for the listeners. Um, just be thankful that uh, podcasts aren't things that you can smell. Ah, oh, okay. How you going, Darcy boy? <laughs> With that wonderful note, uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to our betting partners, palmabet.com. You can get all of the best betting odds at palmabet.com. So check them out. Go there. Gamble responsibly. And uh, it's been a good one, Andrew. Our next one is going to be... A special episode. We've got a history one. Oh, yay. All right. So uh, we're going to record that very, very soonish. Um, yes. Hope to have that in your email so you can listen to it. And send us an email, podcast at leaguefreak.com. I know we've got one ready to rock and roll. And we'll read that, uh, the episode after the history episode. Nice. All right. Let's do that. Excellent. Lovely. All right. Well, thanks very, thanks very much, everybody, for uh, listening and enduring this episode. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Palmerbet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.